0: Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all-natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. The rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.
1: Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know.
0: The top five at five.
2: None of those practices developed with anyone contemplating that there were going to be over 10,000 individuals bust into New York.
1: New York City taking another look at its sanctuary city policy after more than 10,000 migrants have been bussed here from Texas. The special master appointed to conduct an independent review of items seized during the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago is a Reagan appointee out of Brooklyn, New York. Former President Trump takes to the airwaves to again insist he declassified documents seized from his Mar-a-Lago estate, saying even if he's indicted, it won't stop him from another White House run. New York's Republican candidate for Governor Lee Zeldin calling out Governor Hochul for refusing to debate the issues. Another sign of economic recovery from COVID-19. The San Gennaro Festival is underway in Manhattan's Little Italy. New York City is taking yet another look at longstanding procedures that stem from a law requiring the city to shelter undomiciled people. That's according to the mayor's chief counsel, Brendan McGuire. It follows the arrival of more than 11,000 asylum seekers who've been bused from the state of Texas. Another city official, Manuel Castro, the head of New York City's Office of Immigrant Affairs, spoke to ABC7.
0: So they should be able to get shoes, clothes, any of these emergency services at the shelters.
1: The city's first asylum seeker resource navigation center has opened to help immigrants navigate the legal and educational systems. Migrants are being bused from Texas to democratic sanctuary cities as the Lone Star State Their border towns are overrun with asylum seekers under the Biden administration's open border policy. It's led to record numbers of migrants crossing the border. Florida federal judge Thursday appointed Raymond Deary to serve as a special master to review documents and other material seized during the FBI's August 8th raid at Mar-a-Lago. Deary's is a former veteran chief federal judge from Brooklyn, New York. Judge Adeline Cannon has given the special master until November 30th to conduct an independent review, pushing off findings until after the midterm elections. Judge Cannon refused a request, though, from the Department of Justice to resume its review of items seized in the raid. Attorney Alan Dershowitz voiced his concerns about Judge Deary on The Rita Cosby Show. I think the Trump
2: people may have made a mistake putting Judge Deary on the list. He's very pro-prosecution. He's often contemptuous of criminal defense lawyers. Recently, he wrote a book in which he called the best criminal defense lawyer in New York, at least one of the best, a mob lawyer, which is a form of McCarthyism. The
1: Justice Department is expected to contest the judge's order to a federal appeals court. And Derry, who was nominated by Ronald Reagan in 1986, also served as the top federal prosecutor in the Eastern District of New York in the 1970s. The FBI says it has recovered more than 11,000 documents from the home during its search, including roughly 100 with classification markings. Former President Donald Trump again insisted Thursday that he had declassified that trove of documents seized by FBI agents at his Mar-a-Lago estate last month. And furthermore, Trump warned that if he was indicted for improperly handling government records, I just think it would just tear this country apart, he said. During an interview with radio host Hugh Hewitt, Trump said the DOJ has absolutely no reason to charge him with any crime. Everything that they've done to try and stop progress. And on top of that, I did more
2: than virtually any... You take a look with the biggest tax cuts, with the rebuilding of our military, with all of the things we've done. I don't think the people of this country would stand for it. Especially since they know especially since they know I'm totally innocent.
1: The former president also said nobody from the Department of Justice reached out to him prior to the raid. And even if he is indicted by the Biden administration, the former president vowed Thursday that would not prevent him from making a third straight run for the White House in 2024. Republican gubernatorial nominee Representative Lee Zeldin is calling out New York's Democratic Governor Kathy Hochul. He did so Thursday again for... Not debating him on the issues ahead of the November 8th election. Zeldin has called out Hochul multiple times for refusing to debate.
3: What is Kathy Hochul so scared of? And this is something that she should be enthusiastic about. This is the, the democratic process, one where people who have their kids now going back to school, summer winding down, they're thinking about the November 8th election, they have an important decision to make.
1: Zeldin says he wants to debate issues like rising crime, inflation, state oversight over yeshivas and population loss. Well, the head of the World Health Organization Wednesday said the end of the worldwide COVID-19 pandemic is nearing an end. Here's Dr. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus.
2: We're not there yet, but the end is inside. And
1: as COVID wanes, the Feast of San Gennaro kicked off Thursday in Little Italy for the second year in a row after being nixed during the height of COVID. The event celebrating the patron saint of Naples. It features rides, parades, and of course, a lot of delicious food. San Gennaro started as a day-long celebration and now runs for more than a week. It marks this year the 96th year of the annual festival. Vice President Kamala Harris refused to comment yesterday on those two migrant buses from Del Rio, Texas, that arrived right outside her residence at the... Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C. And Harris spoke Thursday morning at the United We Stand Summit. It was hosted by the White House, but she ignored reporters afterwards.
3: Vice President Harris, any comment on the migrants that were dropped off at the Naval Observatory?
1: And over a 100 people were picked up in Eagle Pass, Texas, and were sent to that area by Texas Governor Greg Abbott. The group includes migrants from Venezuela, Uruguay, Colombia, and Mexico. Multiple migrants asked by Fox News Digital said they think the border is open contrary to what Harris said Sunday during an interview. And during that interview on Meet the Press that aired during the 21st anniversary of the September 11th, 2001 terrorist attacks, Harris was asked by NBC News anchor Chuck Todd if the border was secure. The vice president responded that the immigration system was broken under the Trump administration and still needs to be fixed. Well, the FBI was accused of falsely designing a charitable group called American Contingency, led by former U.S. Service member Mike Glover as facilitators of domestic terror. A whistleblower complaint now was made public in a letter from the top Republican on the House Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, out of Ohio. And it was sent over to FBI Director Christopher Wray. Now, in this letter, Jordan said the FBI associated American contingency with domestic terrorism, despite its own investigation proving otherwise, in an effort to advance a misleading political agenda. Jordan was on Fox News. But this is what's happening at the FBI. They're being pressured to label and categorize every single case. And we've had now over 14 whistleblowers come to us,
2: label every single case a domestic violence, uh, violent extremism case when they're not.
1: The FBI investigated Glover's military records, his veterans' disability rating, and even his monthly disability benefit before ultimately determining he was not a perpetrator or instigator of domestic terrorism. Jordan said these details have been corroborated by an FBI whistleblower. Well, nationwide, rail strikes has been averted. what happened as of today. The White House announced a tentative deal yesterday to avert the strike by a dozen rail unions that threatened to... Halt freight and passenger rail coast to coast at a $2 billion threat a day to the U.S. economy. President Biden announced a tentative contract deal for some 60,000 rank and file.
3: And this is a win for tens of thousands of rail workers and for their dignity and the dignity of their work. It's a recognition of that.
1: The deal came hours after prominent Republicans pleaded with Biden to get more involved in the labor dispute and government agencies began scrambling for contingencies. Railroad workers will receive 24% raises and $5,000 in bonuses in this deal that is retroactive to 2020, amounting to about $11,000 on average. The deal also includes one additional paid leave day a year, but railroads also agreed to let workers take unpaid time off for things like doctor's appointments. A bipartisan group of senators is trying to pass same-sex marriage protection legislation. Now, on Thursday, they pushed a vote until after the November election. It's a move they say increases their chances of success, but avoids forcing the GOP on record before the midterms. The bill's chief sponsor is Tammy Baldwin. She's a Democrat out of Wisconsin, and she broke the news to reporters after a Democratic caucus luncheon. She also spoke about it earlier this week on CNN. So much has changed in recent years where the majority of Americans think that you should be able to be married to the person you love and know that that marriage is uh, going to be recognized for years to come. In agreeing to this delay, Baldwin, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Kirsten Sinema, the Democrat out of Arizona, have emphasized they'd Rather have a successful result than a failed vote that might help Democrats politically but set back their effort to codify same-sex marriage. On a shocking admission from U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, he told Democrats that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is in trouble and that the party was likely to lose control of the lower chamber in the midterms. Schumer was reportedly dining with six other Democratic senators at Washington, D.C.'s Trattoria, Alberta, when was overheard by other restaurant patrons, according to Punchbowl News. Meanwhile, Senator Schumer criticized Senate Republican efforts to ban abortions, led by South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham.
0: A nationwide abortion ban was actually their attempt to seem more mainstream. People will know the Republican view. Abolish abortion everywhere.
1: The majority leader told his peers it was a 60 percent chance we hold the Senate and a 40 percent chance we hold the House. Pelosi predicted on Tuesday that Democrats would shore up control of the lower chamber and gain seats during the midterm elections. Jordanian rescue teams pulled yet another body from the rubble of a collapsed building in the Capitol Thursday, bringing the death toll from that incident to 10. It remains unclear what caused the collapse of the four-story residential building in Amman on Tuesday. And one Jordanian spoke to Reuters.
0: A lot of people in the building are our acquaintances and friends, and it is a catastrophe. You hear stories about a woman who went to buy things from the market and left her children home and came back to find the building collapsed. Some children were killed. Some were visiting people in the building. It is difficult to assess the people inside.
1: And authorities have charged three people now with multiple accounts of causing death and harm in that building collapse. 77 WABC News time 515. Justin Ellick is here with a look at sports.
2: Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the early news sports update. It was Roberto Clemente Day across Major League Baseball yesterday, and in his honor, it was two Latinos to that helped propel the New York Metropolitan's back into the win column. With the lowly Pittsburgh Pirates in town, Carlos Carrasco and Francisco Lindor showed after the orange and blue, helping New York to 7-1 win at home. Cookie Carrasco rang up a season-best 11 batters in six shutdown innings of work, and Lindor launched his 24th dingling of the year in the third to help the Mets pull away. The 24-4 Lindor sets a Mets season record for shortstops, and in the process, New York moves the full one game above the Atlanta Braves in the NL East, heading into game two against the Pirates tonight. Taiwan Walker will get the ball for a 7:10 p.m. first pitch, going up against Pittsburgh's Mitch Keller. Also of note, out of Mets land, Sandy Alderson will step down as president of the New York Mets when the team finds his replacement. The 74-year-old will move into a new role as special advisor to owner Steve and Alex Cohen and the senior leadership team. As for the Yankees, they were off yesterday, but we'll be back in Action this afternoon as they open up a three-game weekend set in Milwaukee against the Brewers at two ten p.m. Eastern. Garrett Cole will throw the rubber against the Brew Crews. Jason Alexander and what a game last night in Kansas City between the Chiefs and the L.A. Chargers to kick off Week Two of this young NFL season. The game was highlighted by two of the game's brightest young quarterbacks in Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, and that aspect surely showed. But it was Chiefs the Chiefs defense specifically Jalen Watson, who stole the show early in the fourth quarter last night as Watson picked off Herbert at the goal line, turning and burning the other way for the most exciting play in football, the 99-yard pick six. Again,
3: quick tempo, and picked off at the one-yard line! That is Watson, out in front. Sneed to protect him as well.
2: All the way for the touchdown. Unreal. Now, Michael's on the call. Twenty-seven to twenty-four is your final score from Kansas City as the Chiefs remain perfect and the Chargers drop their first contest of the season. Locally, the Jets will be six and a half-point underdogs at Cleveland on Sunday against the Browns at one p.m. Eastern, and the Giants will enjoy their home opener as one and a half-point favorites as they welcome the Carolina Panthers into town at one as well. For more sports content, follow seventy-seven WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellig on seventy-seven WABC.
1: All right, thanks, Justin. And here comes Lou Dobbs with your financial report.
0: This is the 77WABC Blue Dobb's financial report
1: I'm Lou Dobbs. Stocks struggling ahead of
3: next week's Fed meetings. Apple expecting an iPhone sales surge today and good news for Boeing. The Dow Jones Industrial Average sitting at its lowest level in two months after yesterday's session. More mixed economic reports since stock prices lower. Investors fully expecting another 75 basis point interest rate hike next week. The iPhone 14 hits the market today after a week's worth of pre-orders. Deliveries are out. Apple investors are expecting a boost in the stock price. General Motors is investing nearly half a billion dollars in EV parts production. GM will begin work on new metal parts at its Indiana plant this year Meanwhile, $900 million of federal funding is going toward a nationwide network of EV charging stations. Boeing CEO expects the FAA to certify the company's 737 MAX jetliners by the end of this year. New regulations put in place after two of those planes crashed. Boeing stock climbing and extended trading after that promising update. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
0: Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
1: Checking your futures this morning. The down, the red down 253 points at 30,817. The S&Ps dropped 36 and a quarter points. NASDAQ down 137 and three quarter points. Gold down $6.90 an ounce. Crude oil up 22 cents a barrel at $85.30.
0: It's the
1: WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. News time 520. There has been yet another attack at that same upper Manhattan bodega, which drew national media attention back in July. 77 WABC's Bob Brown says once again, the suspect walked free.
3: The Upper Manhattan Bodega, where a worker stabbed a robber in self-defense in July and went to jail for it, was once again the scene of an attack on the store owner in August. The Post reporting 19-year-old Ariel Hernandez started scaring customers at the Blue Moon Convenience Store in Hamilton Heights on August 19th, about 6.30 p.m. The owner said the guy walked in, grabbed two Monster drinks, then left, but came back just minutes later and started throwing things behind the counter and demanding money. A fight broke out. However, Osama Albiani said he put him on the floor and held him there until police arrived the suspect was later released without bail i'm bob brown for the 77 wabc early morning news
1: one of three robbery suspects wore a mask from the film franchise scream and also displayed an assault rifle during an armed robbery at a queen smoke shop brianna's world on 109th avenue in ozone park two other armed robbery suspects displayed handguns Video released by the NYPD shows the suspect wearing the scream mask, holding up the store and using an assault rifle. This armed trio demanded the employees' cell phones, and they also made off with 3000 bucks in cash from the store's register. And police say they they know that these men got away in a black Mazda 3 sedan. Nobody hurt, though. Robberies in the 106th precinct are up 20 percent compared to this time last year. And citywide, they're up almost 40 percent well that is a sound of alex Tora walking into court the 47 year old new york state corrections officer has been accused of dealing coke out of his east harlem apartment prosecutors say alex torah allegedly had forty thousand dollars worth of the drug stashed at his residence according to manhattan prosecutors Toro had worked as a corrections officer at the Fishkill Correctional Facility up in Dutchess County. He's been indicted on three felony counts of criminal sale of a controlled dangerous substance, and he allegedly arranged four separate drug buys with an undercover NYPD officer with his sister acting to complete transactions. More than $40,000 worth of cocaine was seized from Toro's residence, along with a loaded firearm and ammunition along with $8,000 in cash, according to prosecutors. Well, quite the wild scene at the Burger King on the Grand Concourse in the Mott Haven section. A female ordered food, but it was all a ruse. She was caught on surveillance, then jumping over the counter and grabbing $250 from the cash register. The employee at the register and another worker wrestled the money from the woman, and then she fled. And one of the employees, 23-year-old store worker, cut his head in the struggle but refused Medical attention authorities have released surveillance footage of the suspect, and we will be posting that video and photo of the suspect on our website, wabcradio.com. Cardi B has avoided jail time after pleading guilty to two misdemeanors for her role in a 2018 brawl in a Flushing Queens strip club. The Grammy Award-winning artist, whose real name is Belcalis Almanzar, pleaded guilty Thursday to third-degree assault and reckless endangerment. Both are misdemeanors. This attack at the Angels Strip Club in Flushing stemmed from a long simmering feud between Cardi B and two sisters who are bartenders at the club. Is
2: it true that you acted in concert with Defendant Bush, Defendant Jackson Morell, and others who repeatedly struck Rachel Watley, an employee at said nightclub, pulled her hair, punched her head, punched her in the head, and slammed her head into the bar countertop, causing Rachel Watley's?
1: To sustain yeah. And those charges were downgraded from felonies. The 29-year-old Cardi B agreed to 15 days community service. And if she fails to complete the community service, she will serve 15 days in jail. Cardi B reportedly accused one of those uh, women, the, one of the bartenders, of having an affair with her husband, Offset, a member of the rap trio Migos. Well, as of today, New York City health officials say more than 50,000 new appointment slots will be open for monkeypox vaccinations. Supply has increased, allowing New York cities to start shortening the intervals between vaccine doses and also make vaccinations available to those under 18 years of age. Dr. Alexandra Yance of the Children's National Hospital spoke to NBCLX.
3: I think it is definitely out there. And as we've seen, it's pretty much across the United States and and now jumping into other populations aside from the sort of initial
1: high-risk group that was uh, probably in the, the first wave of infection. The 50,000 new appointments are available between Saturday, September 17th, and October 6th. A short supply of monkeypox vaccine originally forced New York City to schedule second doses at 10-week intervals, and now it is 28-day intervals as recommended by the CDC. The Centers for Disease Control and Health officials say the monkeypox virus is mostly being seen among homosexual men The outbreak actually began in Europe a few months ago following a rave. Well, you can't make this one up. A Long Island cat lost for four days after her owners moved, found her way back home after several days. And here's what this cat did. Rang her owner's doorbell leading to a heartwarming reunion that was captured on video. Eight-year-old Lily the cat enjoys spending time outdoors and exploring.
2: Lily enjoys going outside. She's an indoor-outdoor cat. We unfortunately had 90 days to move. With Lily, um, she owned the block, and that was her home for the last four and a half years, and I was really nervous bringing her to a new area, how she would react.
1: Owner Stephanie Whitley there on NBC News. And to her surprise in the family's, Lily's face suddenly popped up on their TV screen and Alexa device. And uh, if you are heading this weekend to the movies, our Jacqueline Carl has a preview of what you can see at the box office. Heading to the movies this weekend. The Europeans wish to conquer us. They will not stop into the whole of Africa is theirs. Inspired by true events that took place in one of the most powerful states of Africa in the 18th and 19th centuries, the woman king tells the story of Naniska played by Viola Davis, the general of the all-female military unit known as the Amazons. Marilyn Monroe only exists on the screen. Blonde, the biopic starring Anna de Armas, Brad Pitt, and Adrian Brody is based on an imaginary Marilyn Monroe memoir. Other movies out this weekend, see how they run and running the Basis. For 77 WABC
3: Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl.
1: And if you miss the top five of five in other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News
0: on 77 WABC.